Welcome to the Daily Homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be one, the one to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, the Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. The church has an official morning prayer and evening prayer that priests, sisters and brothers, and certain lay people take vows to pray every day. Where did this practice come from? Well, like many things Catholic, it came from the Jews. Every day the Jews conducted a morning sacrifice that began at dawn and ended at nine. And they had an afternoon sacrifice that began at three and ended at dusk. Both rituals featured the slaying of a sacrificial lamb in the temple. In today's passage from Acts, Peter and John were headed to the temple for the evening sacrifice. Isn't that interesting? 
Christ had died and risen at this point, yet the apostles were still going to the temple. And they were going to the temple at 3 o'clock, the time Christ, our evening sacrifice, expired on the cross. Peter and John understood that sacrifice, mandated by Christ at the Last Supper, still needed to take place, albeit in, a, in its new perfected way, with Christ the Lamb of God as the offering. On their way inside the temple, the first apostolic miracle was performed. Luke gave us the time and the place, three o'clock at the beautiful gate, which must have been a good place to beg since a lot of people most likely gathered there. And Luke gave us Peter's instructions. Look at us. The beggar cooperated. He fixed his gaze on Peter and John and heard the words in nomine Jesu, in the name of Jesus. Then Luke wrote that immediately the beggar not only got up, he leaped around. And the people were astonished at the amazing event. We should understand that Peter and John had not set out that afternoon to perform a miracle. The two of them weren't looking around the temple for a crippled candidate to heal so they could impress people. No, it was Christ who put all of that in motion. Miracles, unexplained supernatural phenomenon, they happen all the time. A miracle happens on this altar at Mass every day. In this temple, the greatest miracle outside of God becoming man takes place. On this altar, our sacrificial lamb, the Lamb of God, is slain in his perfect, eternal sacrifice. And his body, blood, soul, and divinity is made substantially present immediately. Holy Mass, then, is hardly an accident. No, Christ puts the sacrifice in motion every day. Isn't that interesting? Christ suffered, died, and rose. Yet, at his command, we are still offering sacrifice. This is my body. This is my blood poured out for you. Do this in memory of me. Holy Mass then demands the utmost reverence, beauty, and solemnity, just like it would have been found in the temple in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Like the lame beggar at the temple, we come to our temple and beg for God's mercy. And we cooperate in the process. We do that by offering our humble and contrite hearts. Then we come to the altar rail, our beautiful gate, and beg for the sacrificed lamb's flesh, miraculous food for our crippled souls. We fix our gaze on Christ. And at the name of Jesus, we say, Amen. I believe. <laughs>